Leviticus chapter 3. If you want to turn there with me, we continue our study through the book of Leviticus. We began together last week, as we mentioned, just sort of by way of a backdrop, the book of Leviticus in some ways comes to us sort of during a holding pattern of the nation of Israel as they for about a 30 day or so period, about a one month stretch between Mount Sinai and the beginning of their wilderness wanderings, receive now from the Lord instruction regarding the tabernacle worship practices, the different offerings that they were to uh, approach the Lord with and we're in the midst of some of them here in these first few chapters basically sort of an instruction manual for worship in a lot of ways to seek to reveal the holiness of God that God was to be approached on his terms and in his way because he is a holy God and that he desires a holiness from our lives that we would live set apart as worshipers and he gives specific very detailed instructions regarding how the people of God, the congregation of Israel, were to approach them uh, with their offerings and their sacrifices of worship. And we looked particularly at two of them last week. First of all, we looked at the burnt sacrifice or the burnt offering, which really, as we said, was an offering of consecration. The entire animal was consumed. Every part of it was burnt upon the altar. Nothing was left the entire thing was just given over to the fire and dedication. It was a picture in many ways of how our lives were to be completely consecrated to God. The idea is it was a free, it was a free will offering again. It was a voluntary offering. And these first three offerings that we look at, the burnt sacrifice and then the grain offering and the peace offering that we'll see tonight in chapter 3, these were all voluntary offerings. You did not have to bring them. It wasn't like the sin offering and the trespass offering which obviously were mandatory and required because everyone sinned and sinned continuously. These were voluntary offerings that you could come to God out of the free will and the desire of your own heart because you wanted to worship. And the idea with the burnt offering again was, God, I just want to consecrate my life in dedication. I want to fully devote myself to you. And it was the opportunity for a worshiper to come to the throne of God and to the altar there at the tabernacle and to do that. Then we looked at the grain offering there in chapter 2. And the grain offering, we said, was sort of an offering of one's service unto the Lord. That, that, that is the work of your hands, your service. Remember, it was mixed together with uh, oil as, as well as uh, the, the frankincense. You would mingle that together. It was a picture of how our service to the Lord was to be a service that was prayerful and at the same time was anointed, that it had spiritual inspiration behind it, and that how we can as well offer our service and that which we do unto the Lord, uh, the works of our hand, the ways that we serve Him as a form of worship to him as well and now as we come to chapter three we look at this last of the three again voluntary offerings you take notice that they say if and that's the idea behind the voluntary part it's not mandatory required like the sin offerings were these were offerings that you could uh, attend to and give to the Lord out of the free will of your heart. So chapter 3 begins now by telling us when his offering is a sacrifice of a peace offering if he offers it of the herd.